Welcome back to the program. I'm Rubina Ahmed Huck, and this is On Point, uh, starting with uh, a story that's coming out today. And it's something that we've been hearing about a lot since CERB uh, stopped being available to Canadians, many of them being asked, um, even in the first year, uh, to pay back part of CERB. Uh, that was the Canada Emergency uh, Response Benefit that was given out to Canadians who were affected by the pandemic, lost their jobs, were unable to work. Um, at the time, it was $500 a week, and um, the money did come pretty fast because if you lost your job overnight, you needed to get the money pretty quickly. The problem is some people received CERB and EI at the same time. And now Canada, the Canada Revenue Agency, the CRA, is sending out letters to about 100,000 individuals asking them to pay the money back. It's been two years. In some cases, it's tens of thousands of dollars that they maybe by accident, maybe intentionally, but it has been quite a bit of time, uh, did receive. And so what does this mean for those individuals who are getting those letters? And is this a case of, you know, we should let it go because it was a really unusual time or is ignorance not an excuse? Uh, Franco Trerizano is federal director of the Canadian Taxpayer Federation. He joins us now. Hi, Franco. Well, hey, thanks for having me on tonight. Yeah, thanks for being here. What's your reaction to the CRA sending out uh, these letters to about 100,000 Canadians who two years ago received both EI and CERB at the same time? Well, you know, I think most people who are, who are caught in this little trap right now, I think they were trying to do the right thing. I think most of the people who are getting this letter, it must be such a surprise. Uh, for most Canadians who are getting this letter, because I think most were trying to do the right thing. And what's so hurting right now for Canadians is that many people are struggling with nearly four decades high inflation. And I heard that some people might have to pay $2,000 back. I mean, that could break some people. Think of a young family who is, you know, getting all the loonies together, all the dollars they have just for, for just for formula. I mean, $2,000 is a big hit. So First things first, I think we need to say, well, who's the blame here? And I don't think the people, for the most part, are to blame. I think they were doing their best. They were trying to follow the rules. But it was, it was quite confusing. And for that, the blame has to go on the bureaucrats at Service Canada, at the CRA, and not just them, but also cabinet ministers here as well, because they were shoveling money out the door uh, with, without due diligence, and not just for the first few months, but for a year plus. And we were warning about this. We were warning that it could happen. And here we are. So many Canadians might be facing a $2,000 hit when they don't have $2,000 to fork up. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, during this time of the higher cost of living, which wasn't the case two years ago, a higher cost of borrowing still wasn't the case two years ago. $2,000 can be make or break money for a lot of families. But I do have to say, Franco, and because I covered CERB right from the get-go, uh, the way that it was being uh, explained to Canadians, and it was very clear that you can't collect both. It was very exhausted your EI that then you can take CERB. And, or if you don't qualify for EI, then you can take CERB. And then at one point they were saying everyone gets CERB. And so double payments coming in, wouldn't that have been an indication you're getting, uh, you're doubling up on your benefits and that, you know, you should call the CRA to figure out, uh, you know, what's going on and whether this money is legitimately yours. Doesn't some blame fall on those individuals? Yeah, you know what? Fair enough. And, and maybe there were Canadians out there who did rig the system, and those Canadians need to be held accountable. Absolutely, 100%. Um, but you know what? I, I was speaking to a lot of Canadians during the beginning of the pandemic, just as you were, and I can tell you a lot of people were confused. 
And it's not always so easy to get to get a straight answer from the CRA or to even contact them when you give them a call or when you give them an email. Now, you know, we, we have these issues from the pandemic. Now, what is so frustrating, even setting this aside, is moving forward what the government is doing. You know, we said from day one, if you're going to provide relief, the most efficient way to provide relief is just to cut out the middleman in the first place, provide some tax relief, for example, payroll taxes. Uh, but not even that. Um, when we're looking right now, I'm looking, I'm in Calgary. The price of gas is, is, is low here in Canada, and it's still about $1.40. Well, just cut mm-hmm. the gas taxes at the pump. So cut out the middleman. But unfortunately, we're not seeing that. We're seeing the Trudeau government use a similar approach. Throw out rebates, throw out more money for this program, more money for that program. Well, you know, is, are we going to come into another situation where this happens? Well, we've said this from day one. Tax relief is the most efficient way to get money out the door, so to speak. And, and you know, the government isn't going to be coming after you for clawbacks on that type of relief. Yeah, I mean, I remember, I, I do disagree with you, Franco, though. I think the CRA is actually an excellent resource. I've I, I've been self-employed for 15 <laughs> years. I have called them and asked them the stupidest questions, and they've always been very generous in making sure that I get the right answer. They have also told me that ignorance is not an excuse, because once I did have to pay an interest payment or some sort of penalty because right. I forgot to make a payment at some point, and I said, well, you didn't, you know, I didn't know that I had to, and they said, well, we sent you a letter in your My account. You didn't read it. It's not my fault. Ignorance is not uh, an excuse. So I think that there is, you know, when we are dealing with the CRA, we're dealing with uh, when we're dealing with our tax return, all these things, it's really important for people, you know, this is what I preach all the time about personal finance, to understand our own personal finances so that we don't get caught out in this. What can these individuals do, though, if you don't have that $2,000? Can you call the CRA, maybe get onto a payment plan or get some forgiveness? Are they giving any idea of how they're going to help those individuals who simply don't have that money? Oh, I'm so glad we're talking about the solution here. So you know what? I do agree with you. It's so important for people to be diligent, but it's also important for politicians and the government to be diligent. And the way that we deal with this moving forward, we need the utmost diligence from the government and for politicians, and we need them to be compassionate here because people don't just have $2,000 lying around. And so far, it doesn't seem clear to me how they're going to handle it. But let me give you three potential ways that the government can handle this. Uh, one bad way that needs to be removed from the table and two potential. So the bad one is is to raise taxes on their neighbors, the small businesses down the street, the other people who are struggling. That's not fair the, for us. The most unpopular way probably, yes. Bill. Yes, and it's just not fair for someone down the street who is also struggling to have to pay higher taxes for a mistake on someone's part. So let's just throw that off the table right away. The second way that this can happen and it's a potential is that some of the people are going to have to pay back some of this money. But we would really urge the government, we would really urge the bureaucrats and politicians uh, to, to make this as easy as possible, maybe stretch it as far as we can. Let's just understand that people are struggling right now and, and let's try to be as compassionate as possible. Now, here's the third way, and I did save the best for last. What we would like to see is we would like to see the government find some savings in other areas of the budget and use that as to redirect resources, right? So here's an example. Uh, We don't need to give $295 million to the Ford Motor Company. Uh, Maybe there's some bureaucrats that can miss a pay raise this year. Maybe some politicians can skip out on a pay raise this year. But when you have a budget that was already at all-time highs before the pandemic, I am sure that they're saving somewhere in the budget to help these people. 
Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, if you're going to uh, cut the fat, cut it uh, among yep. the fat cats, right? <laughs> exactly. That makes the most sense. Thank you so much, Franco, for joining us today, breaking down uh, this story. I think it's uh, it, it's a punch in the gut if you get it, if you thought, you know, that money was yours and you didn't have to pay it back or you paid taxes on it because CERB, that was another big issue was that people didn't realize they're still, t- they're still taxed on it. Um, so they already paid their income tax on it and now they're actually being asked to pay it back. So I really thank you for breaking this all down. Well, thanks for having me on tonight. That was Franco Terrazano. He's federal director of the Canadian Taxpayer Federation. A story that's coming out uh, over the last couple of days, CRA sending out 100,000 letters to individuals who received EI and CERB at the same time. This is during the beginning of the pandemic when those emergency benefits were being distributed fast and furious. Uh, Many people, um, for lack of a better way of putting it, double dipped, uh, whether accidentally or intentionally, and now they're being asked to pay it back. And like I mentioned, many of them have already settled their income tax bill with the CRA when they filed their taxes in 2021 for the 2020 year. And now they're being asked actually to pay that whole amount back. They'll get their income tax back for it uh, when once they do their return. But it, it is it is a lot of money for individuals who are already dealing with a higher cost of living and a higher cost of borrowing. I'm Rubina Ahmed Huck. This is On Point.